The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Oh, yeah! This is the Cigar Authority. Have uh, you any imported cigars? The authority on everything cigar, in and out of the cigar industry. We're on a mission from God. With your host... A jelly donut! David Garofalo. How did it get here? Mr. Jonathan. I hear you, and I care. Barry Stein. I'm going to use my spare glove compartment underwear as a napkin. And Ed Sullivan. They don't have a listing for Mr. Wonderful. What uh, spelling did you use? It's time to light them up. Smoke if you got them. It's time for the Cigar Authority. I I got a fever, and the only prescription is more cowbell. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. Saturday, September 1, 2018, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. And today, humidors. You got super high-end ones, very low-priced ones, and the brand in between is the one that is the best-selling one, Coast to Coast. It's named after a cigar, or is the cigar named after the humidor? We're going to get to that and lots more. Welcome to the Cigar Authority. I love your chicken and the egg yeah. tease right there. There we go. It's not like you've ever done that before. No. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. And you catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog on thecigarauthority.com. Did you pass the stone? What the hell does click in your cup? That's the sound of a stone. The people listening, they don't realize it's... Yeah, I have three stones and all of them are just standing behind Stone Cold, the big one, just waiting. Now it's been a few weeks. Now I canceled, it's ridiculous. I canceled the urology appointment. Probably I a took mistake. myself Probably. off all the medication because I wanted to see if I was in pain for real. Even the Flomax? Nothing. I'm off everything. So I'm still drinking a metric S ton of water every day. It's not flowing out like it used to. Oh, no. No, it's not. You missed I mean, that. It's a, it's a good stream. Yeah. A lot of people would be jealous of my stream. All right. Yeah, the older ones, absolutely. It's not the Flomax stream. No. No, that's like a teenage I was stream. At one point, I could have buried a full-size Toro in there. Yeah? Yeah. And I'm not even working with a Toro. Let me just tell you that. What are we working with, Barry Stein? What are we smoking today? Well, today's first cigar is... I don't hear you at all. I don't hear me. There you go. There we go. Today's first cigar is Diamond Crown, which is manufactured in the Dominican Republic for J.C. Newman Cigars. It measures five and a half by 54, making it the number four. And it features a Connecticut CFW wrapper over binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic. It is part of the Cigar Authority Care Package, and a single cigar will set you back $12.99, while a box of 15 is just $171.99, which is a savings of almost $23 or 12% off the box price on twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer that carries it, try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, GuysCigars.com. Connecticut CFW wrapper. What is that? Connecticut fermented wrapper. Which they all are. First off, it's Connecticut. Mm. So she, she said Connecticut. Mm. And they're all fermented wrappers. Right. But they're calling it CFW. They're not saying Ecuadorian Connecticut. They're not saying Connecticut, Connecticut. They say Connecticut CFW right on the box. Barry, one question. Is this your grandfather's Connecticut? Or? Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. Oh, this one is. Yes. 
that's quite the sales pitch you have there. This, this is their grandfathers. Correct. Right? Absolutely. This came from Diamond Crown was the big deal, man. 1992, I believe it was 1992. Um, it was their 100th anniversary. And two cigars came out at the same time. One was the Diamond Crown. The other one was the Opus X. And the Diamond Crown went to the West Coast. The East Coast got the Opus X. And I believe we got the short end of the stick because this was the one I wanted. And yeah, it has nothing to do with what consumers want. This is the one you Correct. Want. Correct. Um, because typically the shade is going to outsell the fuller-bodied Opus X. And I believe still to this day, Diamond Crown outsells Opus X. Well, we can get Diamond Crown anytime plus we want. We, plus you can get it, which is a main factor. There's always that. All right, I love this cigar. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. Excellence. All right. Let's get a little cold draw going on this bad boy. This is seven different, care seven different fillers in this, if I'm not mistaken, Barons. Well, they listed in as just Dominican Republic. I don't know if they changed that because of the FDA. I think they but did. But there is nothing else listed anymore except for Dominican Republic. The, the reason of the ring gauge, and maybe Brad can speak I to this better than five, I can. Though. I is believe it five? it's five. And then the binder uh, and the wrapper would make it seven tobaccos. Right. So they, they had to go with this ring gauge to be able to fit that many tobaccos in there because uh, Julius Caesar Newman wanted a very complex Connecticut cigar. He wanted to create. Julius, he was probably the first of his Julius kind. Julius Caesar Newman had passed away by then. By the time this came out? Yes, 1992. Was he? He was already gone. Then it was Stanford, the other Newman? Stanford. Stanford Newman. I get those two confused all the time. Yeah. I've never met either one of them. Okay. I, I met Stanford. I, I've never had the pleasure of But he wanted yeah, he Caesar. wanted he wanted a Neither Julius Caesar have I met. <laughs> <laughs> he was the first to make a Connecticut cigar that would not be your grandfather's Connecticut. Thanks for the clarification, because I was curious if you knew the real Julius Caesar. I didn't. All right. I know you look at me and say, probably knows who Julius Caesar was, but it's not true. <laughs> Little musty component. Plus, he spelled his name properly. The other Julius Caesar. It's another whole story. Maybe Brad will tell us it. So this is part, part of the care package. Nice care packages coming out. Yeah, great care package this month. Everybody should have them now. And uh, you definitely lost money this week. Oh, yeah. This month. We're going to light our we cigar. We've got to make friends. Today, not money. Yeah, I've never had more emails about uh, how can people get in the care package as a result of the number of Instagram posts that people yeah, are putting out. Facebook around. posts. Keep listening right now because uh, it's almost showtime again. I think we we should open this up soon. So um, stick around. Don't give up on us. So we're going to light our cigar today with the Lotus Mercury. The Lotus Mercury features single action, which means you push the button down, boom, you get ignition. Two jets that are angled in so. You get pinpoint accuracy, easy adjustment wheel at the bottom, and a flip-out pull-up punch. And the best part about this punch is it is set away from where your fill tube is. So when you're done cutting the cigar, if you're using a bullet cutter, you don't get any of the schmuckus in the fill chamber. The Lotus Mercury retails for $29.99. Looks like it's got the fins on it to keep it from heating up like an amp. 
Yeah, mm. it's not what they're but there that's for. What it, but that's what it looks like. You know what they're there for? For the real reason? Swimming. It's because this, uh, the other side of the lighter, when your hands get sweaty, is a little slippery. It's a easy grip Correct. right there, so it doesn't end up in the drink. You know, like, like those flat flames. <laughs> the guy that comes back with the flat flame. It's every on his week. third flat flame. Because <laughs> yeah. they keep them dropping them in the drink. Great lighter, but it, it does not float. Does not. So Labor Day, um, it's Labor Day weekend in the United States, and a public uh, public holiday celebrated on the first Monday of September. It is September, and that honors the American labor movement and contributes to workers that have made strength, prosperity, um, and it also marks the unofficial end of the summer. No, it's not on the calendar that way, but the summer is over. Right, people that have the summer cottages, they're closing it up. It's over, it's over. It was fast. It did seem a little fast. Ian, we had some heat. Yeah, we had some hot weather, which was uh, as much as I would want to complain about it. I said I'm not going to complain because the winter was so cold. So let me suck it up and enjoy it. But we work in air conditioning. What is there to complain about? You're out in the heat for all of what? Three yeah. minutes on the way to the car? Yeah, three, four minutes. And you, you start the car with your automatic starter. I do, so it's and I know cool. you have the air conditioner on full blast. <laughs> yes, I do. I do. I have nothing to complain about. I'm a lucky man. Then you get home and you're in an air conditioned home. Right. But the people that do have something to complain about are the Canadians because they don't have Labor Day yet, do they? Do they have Labor Day? They do. It's the way for Rudy to check. No, it is also. Why do you always get a shit on Canada? I don't know. I'm not shitting on. Poor Rudy. It's the first Monday of September, so uh, Rudy. uh, They actually spell Labor Day differently, though. It's not Labor Day. It's Labor Day. It's the British spelling. B o u r. And um, fascinating. I don't like it. (laughs) I don't like that. I don't like that it's spelled differently. Anyway, more than 80 countries celebrate uh, International Workers' Day, which is May 1st. But here in in the um, continent, we have Labor Day. You quite possibly, uh, other than Barry, you're the worst speller I've ever met in my entire life. Why do you care that they spell it differently like you can tell? Because I can spell labor, L-A-B-O-R, but this is L-A-B-O-U-R. Maybe they don't want to get it confused with uh, childbirth. So... So it ah, is. Ah, is that spelled the same way? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't live in Canada. In Canada, they use the British spellings. And in college, I had a Canadian roommate who would spell things in the British way. And of course, it would all be corrected on them ah. because we were at an American college. And then I spell things mostly the Garofalo way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, which which is, it's 50%, it's 50% phonetic and 50% Hail Mary. Yeah, it is. It is. Right. But, and, and sometimes I read something I, I spell and I actually don't know what I even wrote. <laughs> well, you know what? I've watched you edit things and the spell checker will flag it, but then you're not careful about what words you pick when it offers you suggestions. So sometimes you'll pick not the right word. Well, I'm not liking how the spell check works because you think the one on the top would be the actual one that you did one on the bottom. Do you always pick the one on top? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that explains be, a it lot. Would, it would be the best one, right? The one on top. Yeah. But they have it backwards. So, who, Mr. Spellchecker or whoever owns Spellchecker is, is that a company? Is there people make money off spell checking? 
I don't think so. Not, I, not the I, I don't think There so. were specific companies at one point, and then they tend to get acquired by bigger people like Microsoft, who will then roll the functionality into Word. Word. Yeah. Word. Yeah. All right. So I think of Labor Day. I think of the uh, muscular dystrophy uh, Jerry, Jerry Lewis, Lewis telethon. telethon. Oh. Yeah. That's what makes me think. And it's over. They don't do it right. anymore. He's still dead, right? He's still dead. And um, they did it after he was gone, but just not catching on. It's not, there's nothing going on. He did it from um, 1966 until 2010. Um, raised $2.45 billion uh, since its exception through 2009, and then uh, just trickled away. And we still have muscular dystrophy, right? right. And I, I haven't seen any progress reports, so I don't know how much difference this $2 billion has made. I used to refer to that as the, the telethon as the cure for insomnia. Well, it was, uh, when it was going 24 hours a, a day. You're just a bad person. Yes, I am. But I would watch it. Like My parents would watch it. Yeah. And it was terrible. Why? Though? It wasn't you never terrible. Know somebody was else a, came on. Then they I would mean, go live into they raised, Boston. It was great that they raised money, but it was like all has been actors and singers on the show. I liked it. Yeah, it was I like liked. a variety show for yeah. 24 hours. I always thought it was pretty cool. And then you'd see if he's going to show up and, you know, he's missing for an hour or so. You know he's napping or something, right? Or drinking. Jerry Lewis? He, he was a boozer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. I don't know. Big in France, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Big in France. That says a lot right there. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> whatever. I'd like um, to apologize to our French contingency. French Canadians? French no. Canadians. The people in France. Yeah, yeah. They, were, they were listening. Give it time. France. They'll throw up a white flag. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> but also, it, it's a big weekend. We're, we're selling a lot of cigars because people are planning the final barbecue, the big smoker. This is nowhere the, near my final barbecue. No, because you're getting a smoker. Yeah, I'm researching smokers right now. Because we have a... We've got a barbecue show. show about smoking, and yeah. it's got me intrigued. I think I might like it. I'm not. I don't think I'll be a big fan of what they're talking about these 14 to 24 hour smokes that they do with these massive chunks of meat. It's me and my wife. Maybe the kids home, whatever. I might bring it to work. So I'm looking at just like smoking a chicken. Right. And if it takes four hours to smoke the chicken, I can live with that. I can go through four cigars, have a libation. Or in Barry's case, six in that amount of time. Even though they acted like I was blasphemous, you can take my approach. It, you know, the meat only absorbs so much smoke. Right. So put it in the smoker for a couple hours, move it to the oven after that. Could you do the other way? Could you get it most of the way done in the oven and then throw it in the smoker? No, because I think the meat will sear somewhat and you wouldn't get sure. the same absorption of ah. the smoke. All right. Mm. This is theoretical. Well, you could do what I do, and I go to the barbecue restaurant. <laughs> It's all done. You get the sides, the mashed potatoes, yeah. and the uh, cornbread, mac and cheese. Yeah. I, mm. I don't know if New Hampshire barbecue is a nationally renowned thing. It is not. No. No. My brother and I aren't going to barbecue, but we're going to grill up a massive chunk of rib roast, about four ribs. And it could just be he and I, but we'll try to finish it. Yeah. It'll be good. You're going to do a four? Oh, yeah. Four ribs. This on, week. The, on, the, on his grill. And then while it's cooking, we'll go out and do some shooting yeah. and we'll ride the dirt bikes. All right. And Barry, you're going to do some drinking? <laughs> and smoking. And yeah. drinking. Drinking. And smoking. smoking. And some more drinking. Yeah. Going to go out for some lobster tonight. Probably do a barbecue on Monday. 
Nice. We'll just, close Monday. Do you just yeah. make the assumption that just Monday is a one-bottle day no, when it comes a, to the gonna, rum? It's going to be a full-bottle day. That's what I meant. Yeah, just yeah, one. Just one bottle. I've actually never drank a whole bottle in one sitting. Three-quarters of a bottle, but yeah. never a whole bottle. What you got to do this weekend is take the cap off, yes. throw it in the barrel, and commit to it. Yeah, you got to man up. Well, over the weekend, I'll drink two or three bottles. Ah. But one day, and I you can't don't, drink. And you don't see the problem here, right? <laughs> no. Over the weekend, I'll smoke two or three I'm, I'm bottles. A, I'm a bigger guy. They say an per, average person will have can do two or three drinks without getting really drunk. Your liver I'm still as, has I'm to process I'm as big as three it. people, so a whole bottle is the equivalent of one person's drink. I don't think your liver is the size of three people. It might I think be. It's it just, might it's be. Yeah. I don't think it is. This, this thing's going on in there. There's <laughs> this crazy stuff going on in there. And by the way, just to backtrack a little bit. Rudy might get deported because he doesn't like the way they spell Labor Day, and he says they spell it wrong. They do. They yeah. do. So thank you. <laughs> so at least they, they – and you know what? They're honest over there in Canada. Yeah. They admit when they're wrong. Right. They'll admit that our Salvation Army could beat the Canadian Army, for example. <laughs> yeah. Well, too far. You guys are picking on Canada too much today. How about the Swiss Army knife? The Swiss Army. They tend to not get involved in anything. No, so they got a they, knife. They, they had a gunfight. What are you going to do? Well, they're always neutral, so where are they going to get practice? Yeah. yeah. And like the cheese, there's a whole bunch of holes in their military, <laughs> yeah. so it's a pushover. All right. So we've offended everybody, <laughs> so therefore, this isn't a bad thing, right? No racist thing going on. It's an equal opportunity, offensive show. Thank you very much. We're smoking the Diamond Crown. This is the right we call the regular Diamond Crown, right? Yeah. It was. I think it was called Diamond Crown Classic maybe at one time. I don't think so. Yes, you thumbs up over there. Brad says thumbs up. Um, so with, with the CFW wrapper, okay? <laughs> But um, there is, if you want a fuller-bodied cigar, you go to the Diamond Crown Maximus. Maximus would be the maximum. Yeah. I would say the Julius Caesar in between. Yeah, and Black Diamond might be above Maximus. It may be I don't now. think it is. I think it's a little milder than the Maximus. That Maximus packs a wallop. I, and see, now, I know you guys like this Diamond Crown, but I'm, I'm a Maximus guy. Yeah. I like the Maximus strength, Maximus flavor. It's a, The Maximus smokes more like a Nicaraguan cigar than it does a Dominican cigar, in my opinion, although the the pepper is not as forward on the Maximus. It's more subtle, but and you got a le- nice mix between the peppery component and a little sweetness coming off that wrapper. It's very good. This would be one, for me, all the time. If there's only one cigar around, this wouldn't be a bad one to have forever. And I'd be abso- okay with this. Absolutely no pepper on the retro hell whatsoever. That was me and Julius Caesar for a long yeah. time. That was my Desert right. Island that, cigar. That's my favorite. That 1895 um, Perfecto. Yeah. I had one this morning. It was it's exceptional. All the way down. But it, it's, it's not big enough. But if you go to the bigger size, it's not the same. It's not the same. No, that little cigar smokes about an hour, and you get five distinct flavor changes because you get five distinct ring gauges happening in it. That it's is fantastic. The, that is the original size of the first cigar that they made. Yeah, that was the idea of it. You throwing that out there as a guess, or you you think you know, you know that? why it's eighteen ninety five? It's the start of the company, That's the original right. brick house. Here we go at the original brick house, and that's it. So, 1895, that was the size. So, that's what I'm going to go with. Anyway, I'm going with it. So, um, I just messed my ass. I got a little bit of butterscotch sweetness on this cigar. 
Thank you. I'll be here all week. Yeah, and you you like this as a you'd smoke this cigar. I would smoke this on a regular basis early in the day. Yeah, later on the day, fourth or fifth cigar in, the subtle nuances get lost. See, on me I'm a the opposite. Bit. I'm the opposite. I cannot smoke strong cigars late in the day. I don't. I don't do well with them. I smoke the strongest thing I'm going to smoke during the day. First thing in the morning. First cigar. Nine o'clock. As hard as I can possibly hit it. And then I get milder as the day goes on. So for me, this would be an end of the day smoke. One to ten. It's my third today. One to ten. One to ten. This is a three on yeah. strength. Three, three, three and a half. Three. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we're we we're in agreement. agreement. Okay, beautiful. All right, uh, let's go to break. And when we come back, Brad Jarvis is the New England sales rep for J.C. Newman, and of course Diamond Crown. Uh, not just the cigar, but the humidors too. We're going to talk to Brad about Diamond Crown Humidors when we return. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. America's favorite love story takes on a modern zeal with this A.J. Fernandez collaboration. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta, crafted in Esteli, Nicaragua, is a contemporary take on the rich and robust profile of the Romeo by Romeo collection. This exceptional premium offering employs an aged San Andreas wrapper, considered one of the most flavorful leaves used in today's premium cigar market. Handcrafted in Nicaragua by cigar master A.J. Fernandez, full-flavored, dressed in a stunning San Andreas wrapper, Rich and bold profile with notes of dark chocolate, spice, and licorice. And available in four sizes, Robusto, Toro, Pyramid, and Short Magnum. Competitively priced under $10. Romeo San Andreas by Romeo y Julieta. The Romeo y Julieta love story with a bold and modern twist. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co., or visit diamondcrown.com. I want to talk to you today about my friend Glenn Case from Christoph Cigars. I've known him for many years. Glenn is a very nice guy, one of the nicest guys in the industry. 
always friendly, always happy. So when I heard his brand Kristoff was pissed off, I was surprised. Kristoff cigars have always been known as smooth and rich, and the pissed off Kristoff is just that. But there's something else happening here. A natural San Andreas wrapper, the binder, Indonesian, and the filler, Nicaraguan. And like Glenn Case, the cigar starts off sweet, but then it gets pissed off. And like Bruce Banner, you don't want to piss off Glenn Case about Kristoff cigars. Or do you? Expect some spins and a nicotine kick. Strap yourself in for a ride. Pissed off Kristoff is deceivingly strong. You've been warned. Sold in 10-count boxes, four sizes including Churchill, 6x60, Robusto, and Corona Gorda. The hottest new brand is the Pissed Off Kristoff. Take it for a ride. Since 1964, Padron Cigars have had the same mission. With over 50 years spent to create a perfect cigar and more than 100 years to create a perfect legacy, the Padron family understands the significance of time. Padron delivers only the finest handmade complex cigars with the flavor of the Cuban heritage, out of which the Padron recipe was born. The Padron mission is simple, exceptional quality of their cigars and not the quantity produced. As a vertically integrated family-owned company, personal attention to every detail is taken in all steps of the tobacco growing and cigar making process. Padron Cigars, they give you the cigar smoker, the confidence that each cigar is the same. Perfect. Padron Cigars, handcrafted since 1964. I want to tell you about my friend Hochi Blanco, a fourth-generation Dominican cigar maker known for growing tobacco and producing highly acclaimed cigars for other people. As some things stay the same, other things have to change. Finally, Hochi's factory, Tobacalera Palmer, has produced a cigar that not only belongs to the factory, but pays homage to the cigar rolling room known as La Galera. The La Galera Connecticut blend is special, using an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper surrounding a Dominican blend of Piloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and a varietal that Hochi named T112. With the exception of the wrapper, Hochi grows all of the La Galera tobaccos himself and carefully watches over every step. The flavor, smooth, but still offering plenty of flavor in all sizes, paying homage to the people and tools used in the factory. Now for the amazing pot. La Galera, Connecticut has a suggested retail price ranging from $4.95 to $6 and has been awarded the Cigar of the Year by the Cigar Authority. La Galera, Connecticut, creating their own version of the Connecticut cigar because they demand more. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority. And we are back live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, right above Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. And with us is the New England sales rep for Diamond Crown Cigars and Diamond Crown Humidors, Brad Jarvis. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. Thanks. It's great to be back. It is. Good. How's business? Booming. Booming. Having a great summer, for sure. Yeah. And um, you're catching up with back orders and all that? Yeah. uh, We we haven't really have a problem with back orders uh, this year. Okay, Things good. have been good. Supply is, uh, is right. plentiful. All right. So that's good because not everybody can say the same. It's been uh, issues all around, uh, especially Nicaragua, right? Yeah. 
So you, got, sure. you guys make cigars in Nicaragua now? Yep. Knock on wood, it hasn't been an issue yet. Okay. So that that's the uh, Brick House. Brick House. Because it's made there in, mm-hmm. in um, Quorum. And, Quorum and yeah. Perla Del Mar. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, knock on wood, because I can't say that for, for every company. It's been a struggle for us. Uh, to get a lot of Nicaraguan cigars. If you're a Nicaraguan cigar smoker, uh, they're still having major issues over there. Uh, they're lucky they're getting their stuff out, but it's not the case all the way around. So be careful on that. Uh, if you're a Nicaraguan cigar smoker, start piling up. Stock, and, stockpile them. Yeah, stockpile Boxes and boxes and boxes. Please. And you know where to get them, right? Yeah, you should do. Okay. So we're smoking Diamond Crown cigars. One of my all-time favorites, the regular classic? Classics. That, that's what we call it in-house for sure. Okay. All right. Did the Diamond Crown Humidor come out before the Diamond Crown Cigar, or is it the other way around? It's the other way around. Diamond Crown Cigar first. Yes. Then the Diamond Crown Humidor. Okay. Uh, I kind of remember them, like, at the same time that they had come out, but there was actually a Diamond Crown Cigar many, many years ago. Yeah. Um, it was it was rebrought out for the anniversary in '92. Exactly. Uh, and I, and I remember the when the Diamond Crowns first came out, they were actually made here in Massachusetts area or something. Um, By Reed Barton. Reed yes, Barton. Yeah, that's correct. Not the case anymore. Uh, no. Okay, but a beautiful humidor. And I was telling you earlier that there's high high end humidors that we also carry. And there's lower-end humidors, a lot of which that you guys make, Craftsman's Bench mm-hmm. humidors, which Absolutely. are great humidors also, great value price. Mm-hmm. But when you put these all side by side, the biggest seller for us, and I don't know if this is for everybody around the country or whatever, Diamond Crown for the price that it is. And we're looking at one here that is $375 humidor. It looks like the stuff that's in the $1,000 range They're very- or more. Yeah, yeah they're they're very well made. Um, real hardwood veneer. Um, you know, from start to finish, they take uh, about um, two weeks to 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 get the finish on them. Uh, they put a coat of varnish on every day, let it dry for twelve hours, another coat. So it takes about fourteen days. Um, the varnish on these is impressively thick. Yeah, and and that's part of it. We want to make something heirloom quality that's going to last. And um, what you get is it's a really nice box. Um, people really like them. We also stand behind them 100%, which is nice. Uh, we've got our own um, uh, humidification system that's uh, unique to us, which is uh, works really well. It only, now let's look at that. It only what... requires uh, distilled water, which is better which than... Which is the... a vape, it's a vapor barrier system. It's a vapor barrier system, yeah. You want to give me a close-up on that, Ed Sullivan? So here's the beautiful thing about that for people like me. You fill this up with water, and it's going to pull from its water source mm-hmm. and it's not going to be that you're going to have to add water all the time because you have a reservoir that's happening there right. and i get like almost a year out of this thing filling up once and it, all year round it's going to last in a climate like new england yeah uh that's amazing because we have ups and so many ups and downs as he puts this on here you, you see a metal that, plate right in the lid yeah the so metal plate is underneath underneath the wood Mm-hmm. So it's not like you're looking at a glued metal plate that, that's uh, ruining the the look of the of it. Yep. Uh, it's built underneath it, and the same goes for the hygrometer that's there, which is you'll notice is a digital hygrometer. Correct. So, um, really good, I would say, the best um, humidifying system that's out there. Taking taking away an electronic system that that, that is running and being pumped in to a big right. box or something for that little amount of space that that takes it's set and set it and forget it pretty much 
Yeah, I mean, if you're not opening it a lot, and depending on how dry your, your living space is, it, it will last a good amount of time. And again, just using the distilled water, it's much easier than using the chemicals or the crystals right. or any of that stuff. You also have an air grate at the bottom of uh, the Diamond Crown humidors, yep. which allow for airflow. It flows so you nicely don't, around. You still should always rotate your stock, but you don't have to rotate it as often because the airflow is allowing that moisture to be able to get to the cigars at the bottom of the pile as well. So I say to a lot of consumers that... Uh, what works best, and listen, I'm in the business of selling cigars, but I really believe it to be true, is a full humidor acts better than an empty humidor. Yeah, because it doesn't have to work as hard to keep the moisture level, for sure. Um, the cigars themselves help keep the humidity constant. Right. So they're acting as little humidifiers themselves. If, yep. they, if they're, Unless you put all dried out cigars in right. there, then it's going to I'd go also, down. I'd like to debunk a myth in the uh, humidor world of the concept of seasoning your humidor by wiping it down with distilled water. If you would like to guarantee that you're going to grow mold inside your wood, add water to the wood. If you are against having mold being in contact with your cigars, let the wood absorb the moisture it's going to absorb over the next 30 days. If it's a brand new humidor, it takes 30 days for that humidor to season. You're going to see a slightly lower humidity level. If you're in the mid-50s, it's okay. Don't panic. Just let that humidor acclimate on its own because the wood itself, these, these humidors are unsealed on the inside. So that's natural wood that's in contact with the cigars. Span, real Spanish cedar on ours. That's going to give you a nice buffer if, and a, a, it's very rare, but if that humidification ever failed, now the wood has extra reserve where it can absorb and that cedar can live in 95% humidity. So that wood can absorb that moisture for you so that your cigars don't get damaged. Do not wipe the inside of your humidor down for any reason with water. If you're having an issue with it, bring it to your tobacconist and let them set it up for yeah. you. The other thing people say is, you know, the wipe down can raise the grain in the wood. Correct. How much that matters? Well, you know, if you, it's your cigars, they could have a delicate wrapper being against that wood. It's just not something you want to do. Yeah, and I see so so many people. And I read some directions on some of these humidors right. that tell you to do it. Yep. Um, and, and a lot of times, on the lower price stuff, the wood inside is only a thin, thin sheet of wood. Veneer, yeah. Apply, is a veneer, right? Yeah. And you're right. really doing nothing so, at that point. Well, if you wipe that down, it's a water-based glue they use on the inside because you have to have low VOCs, low VOC content inside that humidor or it would transfer into your cigars. Right. So they use a water-based adhesive. You wipe down that cedar veneer. Yeah. It soaks through, dissolves the wood, and now you've warped the inside of your humidor. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you just let it absorb the moisture, that again, that cedar can live in 95% humidity. In fact, most cedar can live underwater as right. far as uh, you know, putting a pylon or whatever. That, that cedar's not going to rot. So just let it acclimate and right. give yourself the and extra 20 you know, points of room. Yeah, what, what I told people, you know, back in my cigar selling days, if you're buying a good quality humidor like the Diamond Crown, just be patient. You're going to have it the rest of your life. If and, it takes your, a while. You know what I like to say about this humidor is your grand, your grandkids are going to appreciate you bought a good humidor and because so, it's going to be theirs. Sure. So they this can, is a hand down. They thing. can put their Connecticut cigars in their grandfather's humidor. That's right. Excellent. And, and it would be their grandfather's humidor. There you go. <laughs> um, it, so getting back to even more features that are on it. Look at things like the hinges that are on here, that this hinge 
bends around the corner of it. If you've ever got a cheaper humidor, you open the humidor thing, and the next thing you know, the, the screws, screws popping strip out. Strip right. out. Pulling loose, yeah. The you hardware is, is, is very hardy, uh, you know, the lock and the hinges. Yeah. Uh, we also do put the locks on them, a key lock, which is a nice feature for a lot of people. My brother uh, noticed, he's a woodworker, he noticed right away on the angle cuts, it's uh, multiple angles. And he made a comment about how difficult that particular cut is, not only to make, but to get to stick to the humidor and make it so that there's no seams. Yeah. I'm going to actually, Ed Sullivan, I think we can catch it on this camera. Well, then we should. So you can see this corner here, how oh, it's yeah. been nice. cut yeah, the, at that double angle. They are hand, they're definitely a, a well-made handcrafted item. And yeah. they spend a, it takes a lot of time. To, it takes about a month to make one. Look at it. You know, go, go into your brick-and-mortar store and take a real good look at this humidor. Because, you know, you just look at it and, it and say, oh, the veneer, the outside of it. But really study every single the aspect details. of what's here. The, the, the things like that that are going on, the, the, other the thing hinge work. They should do is compare it to the yeah. cheaper ones themselves. You yeah. know, th this stands up well to the comparison. So, you know, what I used to explain to people is, well, you can buy furniture at Ikea. Yeah. Or you can buy, you know, handcrafted furniture. What do you think is going to last? The stuff that comes with the sub $200 humidors, it comes with a florist foam humidifier, which is a just breeding ground for mold. And it typically comes with an analog hygrometer, which is not ideal. So just in the upgrades, you're going to spend an additional $80 on the cheap side to upgrade that $200 humidor for a few dollars more. You get one that doesn't need any upgrades, and you're going to have for the rest of your life. It's well, ready to go. And with these analog ones, they have to be calibrated. And if people aren't doing that, then they don't, you know, they're reading the gauge faithfully every day, but <laughs> it could be 80 or 90% humidity. And they're very hard to calibrate. Yep. Yes, yeah. they are. Yeah. And, and that's if you have one you can adjust to. Right. And typically, they put these high, the, the digital high, the uh, analog hygrometers on the lid of the humidifier. Right. And you close it and you open it. And there's a little spring that's inside of it. You close it and open it. You close and open it up. If you just hold it in your hand and you do it back and forth, you're going to watch the difference of this thing changing. Yep. It's like the spring is moving and, oh, it's 70. A few times more, it's 60. And the humidity <laughs> didn't change. <laughs> right. You're just watching this thing. And, and you, they should actually outlaw those things. You do have to remind people, check it as soon as you open it. If you leave the lid open yeah. and go to the bathroom yeah. and come back, yeah. you're not going to have the right reading. It changes How many quickly. times have you done that, Ed Sullivan? Open the humidor and realize, oh, geez, I got to pee now. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, well, at you're your advanced age, I can see that happening. And you're around water, and there's a whole thing to that. Yeah. All right, maybe, the, maybe not a good example. The water pouring into the humidifier. <laughs> Oh, man, I should have gone before I started this project. Mm. Yeah, do not season. Well, never mind. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no golden treatment is what you're saying? <laughs> wow. Speaking of golden treatment, okay. uh, Brad, what, um, what, what would, of the Diamond Crown products, what is your go-to? In, in the cigars? Yes. Uh, I wouldn't a, expect that you're smoking the humidors, yeah, oh, yeah, but if you no, are, a, you can tell us. That's an interesting question. Um, I'm, a di I'm Diamond Crown Julius Caesar for sure. Um, I love the uh, 1895 Perfecto. I know you guys were just talking about yeah, that. And great. the Toro. Um, those are my favorites. Um, in the Diamond Crown Classic, I love the uh, the number four and the number five Robustos. And biggest sellers. Yeah. The, 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 the number four and the number five in the Classic line are, are huge movers for us. Yeah. Yeah. The number yeah. four is an absolute monster. Yeah. And I would say with Julius Caesar, the Toro is also yeah. probably the top. Yeah. The 1895... 
let me tell you, is the best one. It's not a go-to because you look at it and you say it's small and it stuff, is small. but I urge you to try. Yeah, give it a, give it a taste. Uh, it burns you, the same amount of time as the Robusto. But it, it, just, right. it looks like you're getting less. I understand It does that. look like you're getting less. But it's but so it's dynamic an, of a an, smoke. Yeah, it's Why aren't we cigar? smoking that? What the hell? Next time we can smoke. <laughs> this that. is part of the care package, and this is. is this Why don't the we one, just say to everybody? There's nothing wrong with this. I enjoy love this the one. one from the care package. We're smoking <laughs> this because I love this one. I love this one. I like this one, but I love that 1895. Yeah. I need to hit that one again before we you go. You love this shit, don't you? I love yeah. this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so also inside this humidor is those divider pieces. Uh, so what's up with those? People always say, what am I supposed to do with that? What's the deal? Well, different size cigars. you can, Or you can section off something for accessories or whatever you want to do. But it works well for keeping smaller cigars on one side you could, or even a longer cigar. You can go the length of it. It just gives you options to, to cordon things off. I don't it, like cigars I, that have a, a more oily wrapper to touch my cigars yeah. that have ah. a delicate wrapper. I like to keep them separate. I use different drawers. My humidor has drawers in it. But in, if I had the Diamond Crown humidor, I have one at home. In that one, when I, when I was dealing with less cigars, I used the divider to separate the stronger stuff from the milder stuff so they weren't touching. And you one that that's what how your plate is with food. No, you don't want your food I mix to touch. my food, but I don't like my cigars touching. See, I'm the guy that takes the dividers and throws them out. Yeah, some people do that. I mean, it's it's it just gives you gives you that option. That. It's called idiot. Maduro's Naturals. I'd rather just stack all my cigars in there. Well, they're not going to last and that I'll long. I'll just anyways. randomly pick one. Or. Don't touch the ones on the left. The ones on the right are, are special. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Separate yeah. it mm-hmm. because you light everything up. I so, light everything up. Yeah. Um, so my humidor is almost always empty. I started I uh, too fast. I started cheating. My brother doesn't come out to my house often, but when he does, he knows he can go in my humidor, but he can't touch any of the sealed boxes. So I took all my special stuff. <laughs> Hid them. I stuck it in a box. Sealed it here at work, and then I bring it in and I put it in the top shelf. So he's like, "Oh, that must—that's one of the special boxes. I'm not going to break the seal on that, having no idea what's inside it." And he doesn't listen to the show, Ma. Don't you tell him? Yeah, <laughs> Jonathan's mother's here. Um, so there's different um, outside, different finishes, finishes right? yeah, different colors, different finishes. Um, you know. We ch- we're trying to um, give people options to match, you know, the decor of their home or whatever. Uh, currently, we in the St. James uh, range, which is the size. Di- the, the, no, well, that's it comes in four, three okay. different sizes. The the range, the Diamond Crown St. James series, uh, which is what we currently offer. We're working on some more right now um, to add some new sizes and 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 finishes, uh, hopefully by the end of the year. But we we, we like to say that. It, it, it's a piece of furniture that everybody can appreciate. You can put it and match things. and Yeah, so yeah. dark, light, there's white. There's dark, light. Uh, there is white. Um, there's a, you know, a zebra wood finish. There's a, you know, one that's supposed to look like mahogany and, and this lighter one, the Drake. The Drake is very popular. What's What I love about the Drake, and I think what the appeal of this is, it's a flat finish. It's so your the, fingerprints don't show up on yeah. it. Whereas the other ones have that high gloss finish. And if you're like me, I'm a more of a low-maintenance kind of guy. I like to yeah. set it and forget it. There's no wiping down a flat finish. You just touch it with your fingers, and you can't see the fingerprints. They're there, but you don't see them. But on the high-gloss one, it, 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 a little more maintenance. you got to wipe it down. Then we do make the three sizes. We have a 40-count, a 90-count, and a 120-count. So we've got different sizes depending on how many scars you want to store. Which would be of the same? Yeah, they all come in the same finishes, just the different sizes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. three different sizes. And how many different finishes? Currently, 
I believe six. I believe you are correct. Yes, pretty so sure. 18 different choices. And here's what they did a couple of years back. They actually made ashtrays yep. that matched the humidor to it also. So you buy somebody the humidor, and there you go. Next year, you're ready for the next accessory. Yep. Or, you know, you, you um, end up buying it even for yourself, and then you get the ashtray yeah. that matches. It nice looks match absolutely up. perfect, beautiful next to each other. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. And there's plans of different finishes coming out? Some different finishes and maybe some different sizes. Okay. And then there's the American. Yeah, currently we're holding on making any more of those. Okay. That's a little hold up on that. Yep. Um, so let's talk now about the lower end humidor that is the what? The um, Craftsman's Bench. Craftsman's Bench is, is an entry-level humidor for someone who doesn't want to spend a lot of money. They are well-made. Um, comes in a number of different finishes and sizes. Um, yeah, there's so many. And yeah, you, you, that one. That one we make. I think maybe 16 different finishes. It's uh, even under a hundred dollar retails. Yeah, um, yeah, up to maybe 200. Yeah, well, I think one of them's slightly over. One of the bigger ones is slightly yeah. over 200. And then how low can you go on the 40 count Diamond Crown retail? How low? How, how what retail price is a, is a Diamond Crown 40 count? Two seventy four ninety two yeah two seventy five, okay two seventy five up to, up to for the larger ones they're up over five fifty okay for how many count for the one twenty count one hundred twenty count so that's the last humidor you need right unless you're crazy like us and you actually have to get wall units and stuff because yeah because you've got so many cigars because it's a sickness but hopefully you're not sick like us <laughs> um, when a person's you- buying a humidor for the first time. They should always go a little bit bigger than they want to buy. I'll say so because we've all made that mistake, and I have a whole bunch of little ones and then built to a medium and then to the large, and why didn't I just buy the big one in the first place because that's the mistake we made. That's exactly what I did. Yeah, you, yeah everybody. A month later, I need. I, I, I got to yeah. get the biggest one. Was, I started with a 40, and then I jumped right up to the 120. Yeah, might as well do it. Uh, if, if you're in for this for a long period of time, and like I say, it's never going to go bad for you. This is something no. you can hand down. Even if so, you have you have have the 40 count now and you say all right i'm going to go to the big one what do i do with that 40 count save the 40 hang count on one it. hang on to it and it's like new years from now you bring it out and you give it to your son you give it to your grandson or whatever and this is or your, your what i did is you know i made the same mistake but i put yeah, the, put the smaller one at work you know not that i could smoke at work but if i for the ride home or yeah. something yeah, i just yeah. grab it and Yep. Which takes me to the question of, and people always say it to me, uh, do I need a humidor? And the answer is yes, Absolutely. even to the person that smokes just every once in a while. Actually, I'll make the argument that that guy needs it more than somebody like me. Absolutely. So why is that? It's because if somebody gives you a box of cigars, I can go through that box of cigars in a few days. So I could live without a humidor if somebody gave it to me. Where you are smoking a cigar, say, one a week, it's going to take you half a year to get through that box of cigars. You need it because that cigar is going to start. When does the cigar start going bad on you? Immediately. Mm-hmm. You take it out of the humidor, and it starts at that point. And three, four, five days into it, the cigar is starting to lose its humidity level, maybe too high, too low, depending on where you What's are going and what on season. Outside. But it's changing. We did a test, me and Jonathan and Barry. We smoked... A cigar at the right humidity, 
at too low of humidity, very dried out, mm-hmm. and very wet. And I'll tell you, they, the other two were so bad, it was so dramatic, I thought that may, maybe it wouldn't be so bad. on. Yeah, the, maybe the dry one would be yeah. palatable, but it wasn't. It Terrible. Wasn't. And it was by doing it with the same exact cigar, we saw what it is. So your investment is the investment in the cigar that you're going to smoke at a, at a right. later date that it's either going to be good or bad. So every single cigar you go through is going to be worse because you're just not going to make the initial investment into the humidor. If you're smoking cigars, you need a humidor. It, you know, If you drink milk, you need a refrigerator to keep your milk exactly. cold. You need a humidor. Everybody needs it. You're a cigar smoker. You absolutely need it. And in right. the long run, a humidor will save you money because you're lying about a box. You get the box discount. Right. right. So yeah. eventually, the humidor pays for itself. So, yeah. Brad, another question. If I am one of these people that you know only smokes occasionally, so the humidor is just sitting there, how often do I need to you know check on my cigars? I check my humidity. I try and check it once a month. I sort of set myself a reminder, and I don't have to maintain it once a month, but I want to make sure because, especially here in New England, particularly in the winter, it gets so dry. Right. You definitely want to check that. Um, Make sure that it's keeping a constant humidity or or hasn't dipped too low. But, um, you know, just make it a sort of annual thing. I I say every 30 or so days. I'm impressed that that's your answer because I I just, um, we sold a humidor to a customer and he called me. Every day at 5.55. That, that's like me checking my weight every day to right. see if I'm losing weight. Nothing's that, changing. That folks. might be the extreme. So five minutes before closing, every day this dude's calling me saying it, it only went up 2% in 24 hours. Should I panic? And I'm like, no. you Just, just leave it. Just, you're, and you're, stop opening so, it. Yeah, stop you're above 55. It. Just leave it alone. The wood has to absorb. It'll adjust. When it comes to humidity inside your humidor, you'll make yourself batty if you're checking it every day. It's one thing you're going in it every day and you look at the, the thing to make sure that, that you haven't had a spike or a, a dramatic drop. Yeah. But, but let it go for 30 days before right. you do any changes. Let things settle It's got in. a reservoir. It's pulling it it's if it needs it. It's got a reservoir. Yeah. It's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make – as long as that reservoir was full when you started and you're not opening it over, uh, up and down every time, I think that 30 days is probably a right. good rule the, of thumb. The other point, too, is if you open it every day, you're letting the humidity oh, out or correct. in depending yep. on the weather. You know? So it's like if you're baking a cake, you don't open the oven every five minutes to yeah. see how it's doing. Well, you don't, but that's why I'm not much of a baker. <laughs> So we got a mailbag question here about humidors uh, submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Steve writes, hello, let me say first, I love the show. Not so much Barry. I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm a newbie with only six months of cigar smoking experience, and I've learned a lot by listening to current and past shows. The show has helped a lot with taking some of my fear away from trying new and slightly stronger cigars, but I have yet to taste Raisin Toast, but maybe one day. Wow, you're smoking the wrong thing. Please do not let Ed Sullivan play that drop when you read this email. I hate it. My show idea is this. How do you choose or make a large humidor? I have a nice hundred count, but it has filled up quickly and has no room for a full box of cigars. Smoke more. Uh, Is the answer a larger wood uh, humidor that has a capacity of more? Or do I go with a cooler door made from a small fridge? Thanks, Steve. Oh. P.S. Mm. Butter on a pop tot is one of my life's great pleasures. Here we go. As it should. Have you ever put butter oh, on a Oh, God, I forgot about that drop. <laughs> good. Have you ever put butter on a pop tot? If you haven't, then I think you should. Uh, 
Yeah, for everybody sure. listening, please do yourself a favor and stay away from Cooladors. Yeah. And Walter and I still are having this debate. Walter sits in the audience. He's completely convinced that dropping temperature does not increase humidity, although that is a proven scientific fact. Uh, stay away from the refrigerators for a couple of reasons. One, you've got a rubber seal. That means nothing is getting in and it's out of there. It's a terrarium, man. You're breeding. Yeah. You're breeding in there. With a, a, it wasn't made for it. With a humidor, because the seal is not absolutely perfect, if for some reason you had a spike of humidity they inside, it's going to give you a little bit of a break. It's going to let that out. Uh, and vice versa, if it dramatically dropped inside or you, you let that humid, humidifier drop completely down to dry, some moisture could get into that humidor from the outside. So you got a little buffer there. Everybody's the, looking for the cheap way out. You know, what if I use a cheaper, plastic the bag? easy way out? Yeah, what if I yeah. do this? What if I do that? There's a you reason why. You're a smoker, man. Make the investment into it. You'll be so happy that you did it. You're going to buy cigars yeah. by the box. You're going to save the discount. You're going to get all your money back. Yeah. 95% of the humidors in the world are made out of wood. There's a friggin' reason for it. Yeah. It, they're, made, they're made to hold cigars. Refrigerators are not. Yeah. And it, uh, it just doesn't make sense. Or coolers or, or whatever you want to say. It is an investment, but in the long run, it's going to save you money. Yeah. And save your cigars. Right. And bring you pleasure and happiness. Right. Right. It doesn't make any sense that somebody spends thousands of dollars on cigars and dumps them in a cooler. It just never made sense to me. (laughs) I go into my humidor all the time. The one in my office, the one at home. It makes me happy just to open the lid of it. Yeah. It's it's an awesome thing. It's like Christmas every day. Yeah. It's your humidor. You open it up and... It's part of your thing. Now, a Diamond Crown humidor, is it guaranteed at all? It is. We, we have a very, probably the best in the industry at 100%. And um, working with, with you and Jonathan here, two guys, you guys know that we stand behind them. Uh, a humidifier breaks or leaks or um, it warps or the hygrometer breaks. We replace those things or we replace the whole box. And, and you're saying that if, if and when that happens, that those incidences happen so few and far between. Yeah. And the customer is is mildly horrified that they have to come back and they have their head down. Jeez, this thing broke. It might have been my fault. I'm so sorry. And it's like, no problem. Let me just swap it out. I'll deal with the manufacturer. And the customer is blown away thinking that we provide such exemplary customer service, which we do. But really, it's our relationship with you folks at JC. Yeah. And, 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 and to say that we are, as a company, we're super proud of these. These are, this is a good product and we stand behind It it. And, um, you know, we have very few problems, but when we do, we want to address it and make sure that the customer's happy and working with, with retailers like you guys, it's, it makes it easy. It's a really good value. I know you, you, you listen to it and you say 300 bucks, a lot of money for a humidor and stuff. It's not when you look at the quality, compared that to the, the oh, real high end stuff. And it's a guarantee you show somebody the real high end and they look at this and they go, well, why, why don't I just get this? I can't argue with them. Would I like to sell you the real expensive one? Yeah, but here's almost the same thing for so much less. Right. Now, when you go down to the real less things, you're going to see a dramatic difference. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to end up with lids that warp and locking mechanisms that don't work as yeah. well. I mean, and it's, it's a, a short replaceable. term. It is not a one Correct. that you're going to hand down. You're not going to get this Disposable Chinese, humidors, right. really. Yeah. And it's okay. It looks nice. It's aesthetically pleasing and stuff. But you'll look at the inside to see it's only press board with a veneer that's on it. And it looks like you know, they even make them look really nice, but it's not this. It's not. But if you if you compare one of those cheap and cheery ones to, to the Diamond Crown, 
you can feel and see the quality. Well, it just really in the weight. That, that's the weight. interesting yeah. because we you do really get they're heavy. You hand it, you hand <laughs> they're somebody heavy. that they're heavy. And you know, here's the diamond crown. Here, feel it. Now I want to show you the other one. You look at and you put it in the hand. They go, oh my god, it's nothing. Yeah. They, yeah. There's nothing a reason it. for that. There is nothing to it. it but you know, the, the, there's a price range for everybody. But if you if you say this, this will be the last one you ever buy. It's right? a it's an investment. It yeah. is an investment, but it's it's one that that, that should. Workout, yeah, for sure. So, hey, they're great cigars, and what do they do? They make great accessories to go along with it because they, you're talking about a premium cigar up there in price range. Mm-hmm. You're not going to put a crap uh, piece of crap humidor out to represent it. It's going to be, I would say, the best in the business for that kind of price. Hands you couldn't, down, you couldn't yeah. have one made by a woodworker like my brother for he, less than he, right. He couldn't do it. Let me make my own. When you look at this and you say, "Well, I can't do that." My brother has he has uh, he has the shinier version of the uh, the Drake the yeah, Alexander Ex- Alexander yeah. he has the Alexander and he bought it because he said I don't think I could it's going to take me two it three weeks for, to make this forever. the right. time and sourcing the and stuff the hinges and all that and, and then you're going to have to buy the humidifier in the right. so in the digital gauge which is an awesome big for us old guys I hate the little digital ones that you got to you can't even really see it. look in there it's got a big printout yeah, yeah. right. Yeah, so my desktop one is a custom-built humidor, so it would be about the size of your 120 count, and that was north of $2,000. Yeah, it, I remember it's that. Be cheap. I remember that humidor. Yeah, it's a nice humidor. Very nice. Very nice, but $2,000. It doesn't, I guarantee it doesn't work any better. Right. Than the Diamond Crown yeah, one. But, but it's a one of a kind, and yeah. that, that's the way it is. So, Brad Javis, Diamond Crown Cigars, Diamond Crown Humidors, thanks for joining us. Thank you for Great having Great products. Me. If you're looking for a humidor, go to your favorite brick-and-mortar store. Take a look at that Diamond Crown Humidor. Look in the inside. Check it out. See what we're telling you here today, and I promise you that's the one for you. So, we're going to take a break right now. When we come back... Guess what's happening in the cigar industry? Barry has what's up in the cigar industry? A new cigar hitting the shelf soon, and we're going to smoke that on the show. And Mr. J is going to catch up on some mailbags. I didn't realize you would how many. think with how uh, infrequently we read them that people would stop sending them in. No, nope. I love that they're sending them <laughs> we'll in. We'll catch up on we're some of catch those. Up. Uh, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, in the Studio Twenty One Podcast Cafe. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Stepping into the aging room has a new meaning at Aging Room Cigars, as Rafael Nodal has traveled to Spain, where the idea for Aging Room Solera was born. The Solera method of aging has been used for centuries in the making of wine, sherry, brandy, and rum. The method mixes different vintages, allowing them to age together. For Aging Room Solera, Rafael takes several tobacco vintages and puts them in bales, where they age together for another 12 to 18 months. This allows the tobaccos to marry for a longer period of time. At the end of the aging process, Aging Room Solera becomes a balanced and complex cigar with a fantastic price point. Aging Room Solera, it will have you calling for an encore. In a time where humidors are overflowing and retailers' shelves are on the verge of buckling, there is one brand that stands out amongst the rest. Sereno Cigar Company offers four distinct blends. The Connecticut, the Medio, Maduro, and Maduro XX, all aged to perfection. Crafted at the La Corona Cigar Factory in Esteli, Nicaragua, each artfully crafted blend comes to life by the experienced hands of master blender Omar Gonzalez Aleman and industry veteran Anthony Sereno. To create 
create this masterpiece, a combination of hand-selected filler tobaccos from the fertile soils of Esteli and Jalapa are aged for over five years and then draped with a luxurious wrapper leaf to bring you an endlessly complex and majestic experience. A post-roll aging process of two additional years allows the blend to marry, creating unmistakable and ever-changing tasting notes that tantalize the palate, leaving you anticipating each and every drop. Visit SerenoCigars.com for a list of retailers, and you can always find Sereno Cigars available online at TwoGuysCigars.com. Sereno, a majestic cigar aged to perfection. You've heard us talking before about the best cigar magazine in the world, Cigar Journal. You want to know what makes Cigar Journal the best cigar magazine? Cigar Journal covers every angle of the cigar world. From exclusive stories and features, insightful interviews with industry power players, detailed cigar reviews, and of course, all the latest news and reports surrounding premium cigars. We're telling you, you will be impressed. Cigar Journal has stunning images, explanations of Cigar Science Basics, this is the magazine for any cigar enthusiast, or better yet, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. You owe it to yourself to discover the world's best cigar magazine, Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at their new website, CigarJournal.com. That's CigarJournal.com. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let me tell you a little bit about the Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary Cigar, or what they call the Three-Peat. Crafted in Rocky's boutique Nicaraguan factory, the 15th anniversary was released in 2010 to commemorate Rocky Patel's 15th year in the cigar industry, and it impressed right out of the gate. The Robusto and the Torpedo both scored 93 points in Cigar Aficionado, while the Toro and Corona Gorda both notched 92 points. The Rocky Patel 15th Anniversary is a robust cigar with notes of toasted spice, roasted coffee, and almonds. Rocky Patel himself has referred to his 15th anniversary as the Decade on Steroids. The 15th anniversary has also been named to Cigar Aficionado's Top 25 Cigars of the Year list on three separate occasions. Rocky's only brand to accomplish the three-peat. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. Rocky Patel's 15th anniversary. The La Galera Habano uses a classic wrapper on a staple cigar for a classy company. Hi there, this is David Garofalo of the Cigar Authority, and I want, no, no, I need to tell you about La Galera Habano. The La Galera Habano is an authentic cigar elaborated with the hands of the best cigar rollers of Tobacalera Palma in the Dominican Republic. Blended around an outstanding, flavorful Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, the Dominican-grown Corojo binder, and the filler made up of Peloto Cubano, Criollo 98, and Peloto Oro, creating a medium to full-bodied, attractively consistent, and aromatic smoke that envies no other. I love this cigar. Have you tried La Galera Habano yet? Well, what are you waiting for? Available at Better Cigar Shops worldwide is La Galera Habano. The wait is over. La Galera Habano. Justo and his father, Julio Eiroa, are continuing the tradition of growing authentic Corojo and now bring you Aladino. 
Aladino is a true old-fashioned cigar, pure authentic Corojo grown in the Eiroa Tobacco Farms in Honduras from the original Cuban seed of Corojo. An Aladino cigar represents the golden era of cigars in Cuba, and after one light, this old-school smoke will bring you back. Aladino cigars come from JRE Tobacco, a family center company who manage all aspects of cigar growing and manufacturing. This crop-to-shop operation is fully committed to providing you with quality and satisfaction. The premier Corojo grower in the entire cigar industry is Julio Eiroa, a tobacco grower and master cigar blender who personally guarantees that Aladino will provide you the opportunity to enjoy the true authentic Corojo taste. Take this journey and be part of history in a cigar smoking experience like no other. Aladino. This is good smoke. This is the Cigar Authority. Smoke a cigar? Sure. The authority on everything cigar in and out of the cigar industry. You'll get nothing and like it. With your host. You smoke vile cigars all day. David Garofalo. Oh, that's fine as long as you're imported. Mr. Jonathan. You should have caught me before my operation. Barry Stein. I never drink. Why? And Ed Sullivan. Might even lend you my lighter. So it's time to light them up. <laughs> Good. The Cigar Authority is here. You have finally done the show about nothing. And we are back broadcasting for the second hour live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. Diamond Crown was one of the first big ring gauge cigars, but the next one we're going to light up is the master. Welcome back to the Cigar Authority. And you're listening to the Cigar Authority now in its ninth year, making it the longest continually running cigar podcast. Awarded the Ambassadors of Cigars by Cigar Journal Magazine. Awarded the Top 10 Educational Podcast by Podbean four years in a row. The Cigar Authority is the most listened to cigar podcast in the world. Cigar Radio at its finest. The Cigar Authority is a proud member of the United Podcast Network. You catch the podcast on demand at any time or our daily blog at thecigarauthority.com. Okay, so uh, here's a cigar nobody smoked before. Unless they were at the trade show. Or no, there was no samples oh, at the trade I... show. No people. Really? You know people? I was able to smoke it once. Really? Okay. This week, in fact. All right. Okay. What do we have here, Barry? Well, today's second cigar is the Inch Ringmaster, and it's manufactured in the Dominican Republic by E.P. Carrillo. Did I say that right, You Jonathan? did. That was well, pretty that good. Was good. That sounded Spanish, actually. <laughs> uh, the size is 5 and 3 eighths by 64, making it one inch in circumference, and it is a Nicaraguan Puro. A single cigar will set you back twelve sixty nine, while a box of twenty four will be one ninety five ninety nine, which is a savings of almost thirty five dollars, or eleven percent off the box price at twoguyscigars.com. If you're too far away from a brick and mortar retailer, once these are released, they carry it. Try twoguyscigars.com. That's the number two, guyscigars.com. And according to the local rep, these should be hitting shell the shelves sometime this month. Yeah, they said September, so yeah. it is September. So um, we'll see if it actually happens. Cause, uh, September in Dominican time is probably November. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. This is the ringmaster. You said one inch in circumference. Yes. Let me ask you. I, it's one inch across. That would be measure, diameter. Yeah. It's diameter. Diameter. I, okay. I misspoke. Okay. Um, so one inch across the, the measurement of it, uh, almost a quarter. A quarter, yeah. the size of a quarter. 
Might even be yeah. might even be a little bigger than a quarter. So yeah. for new cigar smokers that are listening, that always you know they don't understand ring gauge. Sixty four sixty fourths is one inch. Right. So a sixty four ring gauge is one inch. One inch. Right. Fifty is fifty sixty fourths. Yep. So uh, half of sixty four is thirty two. So if you had a thirty two ring gauge, that would be in half an inch across. Correct. Dave. Yes. You nailed it. Nailed it. Quarter. It's the size of a quarter. Exactly. Which which is obviously one inch, a quarter. You know how long a dollar bill is? Six inches exactly. So if you have to measure something a foot and you have a dollar bill on you, you got the exact of there. Just a little. See, you think you learn nothing here in the Cigar Authority? You you sometimes baffle me with the amount of useless information you have. It's full of it, but it's not useless. Saying you decide to use a $100 bill sounds much more than six inches. Yes. How big are you? $100 bill. That's right. (laughs) Size of a $100 bill. You'd be pretty impressive if you were rolling with a $100 bill. Unfortunately, it's the short way. Yeah. Benjamin? Benjamin? Yeah. It's probably they, more like a penny, but... Yeah. They call a $100 bill Benjamin? Yeah, yeah. It's all about the Benjamins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. P. Diddy once said... All right, so we have two bands on it. This is a bronze and black. Bronze and dark brown. Something uh, like that, yeah. And it uh, has a, a foot band, and it has a regular band with the, the inch marks on it. Um, I'm starting to become old enough where I'm going to need some sort of cheater because when the colors are close like this, I struggle. Well, uh, yeah, it I was going to say the contrast isn't good. I mean, it's a, a nice-looking band, shiny, but it, it makes it hard to read. <laughs> yep. The bottom band, though, is easier because the word ringmaster pops out in white. The only thing I can really see really good, yeah, uh, Carrillo and uh, did Barry? Did you design this band? Because this looks a lot like some of your flyers with the uh, black background and the no, and like from a photography standpoint, you know, doing the pictures for twoguyscigars.com, I hate when cigars like this come in because they're so difficult to photograph. Yeah, without the reflection, there's so much uh, reflective material on it. It's just terrible. It, It is hard to even read it um because i'm trying to read that circle i have no idea what that says in that circle i have an idea it says uh by ep cario (laughs) i have an idea it says by by let's cut the friggin' cigar and smoke it yeah you want to do that could we all right let's do it it's time to cut our cigar the official cutting brought to you by perdomo cigars perdomo is the brand while all other brands are raising prices perdomo Cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lower them. Perdomo cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And Jonathan, when you uh, you do the lighter segment, uh, Facebook Live is asking if you could show off the band of the cigar. Sure. You can show it off right now. Dun, 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 dun. There's that band. And then for you people that are listening on the podcast in your car, you can't see any of this. But I'm holding it up to the camera. Is one band in band. one hand, and then the cigar in the other hand. And now I'm going to discuss the Lotus Mercury. Lotus Mercury features the patented Vertigo big-ass tank. It's got single action, meaning you press down on the button, and the lid pops open to ignite both jets that are angled into each other for pinpoint accuracy. you got an easy adjustment wheel at the bottom and a flip-out bullet punch, all for the low price of $29.99. That's the Lotus Mercury, retailing for $29.99. 99. Golden raisins. Cold draw. Cannot give yourself the bell. I have it right here. 
because I nailed it. Ed Sullivan knows it. With a hint of graham crackers as well. Mm. Totally agree on the reasons. There, there's a definite sweetness mm -hmm. to it. I'm not really... Uh, now, this does. This is a 64 ring gauge. It doesn't seem ridiculously large because we just smoked a 54. Correct. Yeah. There was a time early on, I would say in the first year, where you would not smoke no. a 64 ring gauge cigar. I was, 60s were too big. And they, they're still too big, but... You'd complain the entire show yeah. how ridiculous it was. <laughs> I'll calm down off that. Takes a while. My, my anger on certain things, it's not going to go away. I was trying to make the whole 60, 70 ring gauge phenomenon go away, but it won't. So I got to accept it and uh, embrace it. But, but you'll never get over the anger of band placement on torpedoes, right? That one it, drives it, you nuts. It needs to go down. Yeah. They, they line them up the same as they do everything else, and the top As soon of as it, you cut it, it's got in your way. And I've, I've said it to people that make brands for me. Slide the first that time thing I'm down. hearing you complain about the band placement on a torpedo. Oh, no, I've no. said it for years. Yeah. I'm just saying this is the first time I'm hearing of it. it, no, it it's, it's you've a heard button. it, but you don't care, but it's a hot button. <laughs> That's a it very good point. It doesn't bother you. You don't, you don't care. <laughs> no. I had to take the band off the 1875 this morning because I cut it like I would cut a normal 50. I took about a half an inch off and opened it up. And the band was in my mouth. Well, and, you, mm -hmm. and I said something to Brad. I go, I'm not taking this off out of disrespect. Just the band's in my mouth. But I wasn't angry about it. No, but it. why don't you just slide it down? Because we're going to do that forever and ever. Slide it down, please. Why don't you just not be angry? It's not your... Their inadequacies is not charm. your problem. It's part of my charm. Let it go and let God deal with it. I'm smart, you're dumb. I'm big, you're little. I'm right, you're wrong. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Now that the cigar's lit, it tastes like a jelly ring. A what? A jelly ring. What's a jelly ring? It's a little circle, like a donut, but it's chocolate filled with jelly. Jelly donut? No, jelly chocolate. Jelly chocolate? You've never had a jelly ring. No. I've never heard of it. It's jelly just ring. chocolate with jelly in there? Yeah. So it's the, the, the brother of the peanut butter cup, but it's jelly? Yeah, jelly and chocolate's all right. Peanut butter and chocolate, that's sacrilegious. So, it, so is, is it a Reese's peanut butter cup, but it's Reese's jelly cup? That's a good idea. I'm going to have to bring you some jelly rings next weekend. Jelly rings. Jelly rings. Maybe you guys can uh, eat that on the snack authority so you can have another ridiculous snack like the one you I'm had today. I'm interested in the jelly yeah. ring. It's on the list. And, and is it is it congealed jelly or is it watery jelly? It's congealed jelly. It's really? Bit, yeah. I'm interested in this. It's like, it's like uh, the texture of a chuckles. Um, you remember the chuckles? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a sort of a text. Judging by the look on Walter's face, he feels the same way about the jelly ring that I do, just given your description. No friggin' way. See, every candy store that you went into when I lived in New York City, like I'm not talking like the convenience store on the corner. Yeah, real candy Like store. a real candy store, the biggest thing was the jelly rings. Never heard of one. Biggest seller by far, then the peanut brittle, and then so on. Peanut, so, you're comparing the jelly ring to peanut brittle. I'm just Probably the lowest sales. sales in all the snacks, in the history of snacks, it's, it's different peanut brittle. This is why both of you are on the snack authority. Ridiculous. So you're not this is why we should be on the snack authority, because we don't agree with all the crap you talk about with all your dumb hey, snacks. It's like when I moved up here and you said you got to order the steak tips. And I was like, what the hell is a steak tip? That's right. Isn't that the pot I'm, they chop off and throw in the garbage? Not at all. Those are fantastic. But... 
I'm interested in the Jolly Ring. And is there various kinds of Jolly oh, yeah. Rings? You got your green, you got your red. <laughs> I mean, there's probably a flavor associated, but it's, oh, the Jolly is green. Yeah, you you like got mint that, Jolly that I've never seen. You get a color. Is it a mint jelly? No, it's green flavor. Could you put you know, those lime. on like lamb and just melt it while you're cooking no, the lamb in the mint. oven? And it, have... It's green number seven. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Never mind. I, tell you, I don't want to be on the snack authority. I take it back. <laughs> no, I'm not eating that. No, that, that that's would be the, the problem. problem. That is that the, problem the problem with you. I wouldn't eat it. And the biggest company that made them was a company called Joiva. J-O-Y-V-A. Never even heard of it. How do I not know this? How, how have I lived 58 <laughs> years and I haven't had a jelly ring and I need to have one next week if I can even wait? And then you'll eat that and you'll say, you know what? It tastes like an inch ring master. Really? Mm. Wow, that was an awful long way around <laughs> to get back to the flavor of the cigar. I forgot that you had mentioned. How big is a jelly ring? How big is it? Uh, maybe a half dollar, silver dollar. Yeah. Really? It's bigger than a quarter. So why doesn't Reese's come out with the <coughs> Reese's peanut butter cup to Reese's jelly? cup and then after a while One peanut butter and jelly stacked Ooh. on top of each other and then you got it the mallow cup with the gel the peanut butter and the and the marshmallow yeah. and you got the fluffinata there's a whole thing they could do here let me yeah let me let me call reese's see what we can do here no charge for that reese's um all right let's find out what's up in the cigar world with barry stein Oh, you caught oh, me Oh, here, here it is. It's the first thing right well, here on the list. He, here's the thing. I'm not liking... 16 minutes in. I'm not liking uh, the sound of Barry's microphone right now. Really? Really? So he sounds perfect. Yeah. All right. The whole I, audio quality is fantastic, I, by I the won't way. touch it. The, it's, the gain sounds a little off to me, but let's go to... It's time for What's, what's up? up in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse Cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse Cigar today. And this week, STG, the parent company of General Cigar, announced a positive second quarter showing growth of just over 3% despite declining sales in France due to new regulations. Earlier this year, we announced that Debonair would take back distribution from Drew Estate at the end of the year. This week, the company took back distribution four months ahead of schedule, a rarity for the Dominican Republic. Mm. Lastly, Rudy, this one's for you, as Placencia Cigars now has Canadian distribution, sales, and marketing via STG Canada. Could that be a potential rumor for our next... uh, Yes, it is. STG. Okay, we'll see what happens. Even though it's Canada, they spell it the same way, right? That is correct. All right. STG? No. Placentia. Oh, Placentia. (laughs) Scandinavian Tobacco Company. Uh, Very interesting. Okay. And yes, I know Debonair Cigars are made in Nicaragua, but... Uh, Phil Zengi spends a lot of time in the DR. Debonair is made in Dominican 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 Republic. Republic. Oh, okay. I thought they were made at Joya in Nicaragua. So that makes no sense that he went to Nicaragua. (laughs) 
And that's what's up in the cigar world. Yeah, makes no <laughs> sense. He can go anywhere he in wants to visit. It was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is what's up? It's a Dominican Puro. Why would they export yeah, all that Dominican tobacco to Nicaragua? Yeah, I wasn't thinking. So he is in Nicaragua? Well, Drew Estate was doing the distribution. Yeah. Drew Estate, even though they have offices in Miami, yeah, they're they based in Nicaragua. But they didn't send the cigars to Nicaragua. They just sent it to yeah. Miami and they ship from there. I'm still thinking of Jelly Rings. But, is, but Phil's not in Nicaragua at all, is he? No, he's in Connecticut and uh, all right. the DR. Okay. At I'm, the Debonair House located in the Dominican Republic. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that, I thought they, they were going to Swisher and I don't know if I'll ever get it out of them because that move made no sense for the distribution of the, it made no sense. It Something sense. went wrong. No, it made sense from another perspective because yes, he is a chemist when it comes to flavors from his other business. Yes. So that would make sense that he, he, he himself would be a good acquisition. And That's let's what I take thought the was happening. Along with him. That's what I thought was happening. Now this says absolutely not happening. So I got one wrong. And here it is, September first. This early in the year, I made a mistake. <laughs> You're a dink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm looking forward to next week's show. And if you ever wanted to come see the Cigar Authority, this would be the one to come to next week because oh, yeah. you're going to get some entertainment. Not this. You're going to get real entertainment. It's going to be the joke and smoke with Tony V. Tony V is one of the funniest comedians, Very natural funny. comedians, that he's going to be able to jump in on whatever we, we're doing. And no pressure here, Tony, but he's got it. And he this is, guy. He, he is the best at being able to. Have you ever seen him deal with a heckler? Because I've seen people almost cry. They made the mistake of saying something about yeah, his he, set live. He isn't the guy. And to he do. destroys them. Yeah. He is great. And, and you still like him at the end. It's not like he's a jerk about it, but no. he's just quick on his feet. Yeah. And, and he's used to podcasting. He has his own podcast. Guy whacking up a Two pie. Guys whack up a pie. Two guys whack up a pie podcast. Catch that. Um, and we'll, he does a podcast here, Real Estate House Party, um, yep. most of the time that he ends up doing that. But he actually asked to be on the show. He's a cigar smoker, wants to be on the show. Glad to have him, honored to have him. And uh, maybe we'll have him warm up the audience beforehand, tell some jokes, do a little of his things. We got him here. Um, and uh, then be on the show. So he's a funny guy, and I'm looking forward to having him. Uh, the following week, we have uh, Scott Weeks coming up. Uh, moving on to September 29th, Jason Land, Guitars and Cigars. Sold a couple more. Thank you guys um, for joining us for that. Uh, that's coming up um, on September 28th here, Friday. Which is the last Friday of the month, which does fall on Shed Night. So I'm trying to get Shed Night moved to here. Beautiful. So we have more of our Shed Night contingency represented. I, I haven't seen a lot of these Shed people. What are these <laughs> Shed people? It's not oh, like the Shed like, people you're thinking of. Okay. We have an employee that lives in a Shed. It's not like that. <laughs> yeah. The Shed is just for cigar smoking. Okay. And oddly enough, the guy that lives in a Shed, his name's Lucky. It doesn't sound so lucky. <laughs> <to me. laughs> I think it's an ironic nickname. Right. Yeah. 
Okay, um, let's let's go to the matchup of the week brought to you by VS. VS means versus, but it stands for Victor Sinclair. Victor Sinclair Cigars, who would win this hypothetical battle? Which one are you going to choose versus? And this one's coming from the chat box today that Barry told me during the break. So I'm going to grab it while it's here and uh, because it kind of matches up. So would you rather have... Spend $1,000 on a humidor. This is Charlie Pateras. Thank you, Charlie, for, some, for gi- giving me this. $1,000 on a humidor, or would you rather spend $1,000 on cigars? In this fictitious world which that Mr. Pateras... Which means you don't have a humidor. So he's saying it's, it, you're, buying, you're spending $1,000. You don't have any cigars, and you don't have any humidor. Mm-hmm. You got $1,000. What should you buy? Well, extra $1,000... So at some point in your life, you could buy cigars again? You know, you're going to have more money to do it, but you get the extra $1,000. You just got a bonus from work or something. You spend the $1,000 and load up heavy on cigars or buy the humidor. It's an obvious answer, but go ahead. Uh, yeah, there's, it's not, it's not uh, that difficult for me. Uh, with $1,000, I could get two very large Diamond Crown humidors with the hygrometers and the humidification built in and the airflow grate. That's the direction I would go. And then have plenty of space for later when I need to get cigars. Right. Could it? Could I buy one Diamond Crown humidor, the big one, and then spend the rest on no, cigars? No, I don't think you can do you both. Got a, you got $1,000. You got to drop the G note. Hmm. Well, I'm buying the humidor. And then I can be patient when it comes up to humidity because I'll have to wait to buy the cigars. Okay. Now, here's, here's going to be the opposite <laughs> argument, Barry Stein. Cigars. <laughs> Barry's going to buy cigars. Now, here's why Barry is wrong. You're talking about $1,000 worth of cigars. The cigars are going to be no good. Uh, hang on but a second. I work in a cigar shop. <laughs> hang on a second. I can hide them in the cigar so shop. So you're going to use my humidor. Yes. <laughs> so so he's gonna, I'll he's cut gonna, you in for 10% of the cigars, <laughs> and I'm going to get the cigars. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what the, probably the best answer would be is you buy uh, $1,000 worth of Byron's, and they come in their own humidor, Ooh, and you're all set. Nice. You could do I'd that. like to change my answer, in fact. <laughs> No, the answer is you need a humidor. You need a humidor. You don't have to buy it from me. You need a humidor. Right. If you're a cigar smoker, if you listen to the show, you don't have a humidor. Oh, my God. How can you be a cigar smoker and you don't have a humidor? Please get a humidor. It's going to change your life. And you're going to say, why didn't I do it earlier? So my people in the chat room on the website are agreeing with me. They're saying cigars. Oh, it's so wrong. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, but they don't work in a cigar shop. At least I have a Yeah, it's 33 years of experience. It's, yeah. it's going to change your life. Get the humidor and then get some And you guys. people in the chat box, I'd like you to consider who you're aligning yourself with. These are my people. Maybe, maybe you reconsider your decision. No, we don't sell enough humidors for the amount of people that we have as customers. Maybe they all bought beautiful humidors. And that's why they can refill it. But imagine you're a cigar smoker and you're buying boxes of cigars and you don't even have a humidor. I just well, it's if crazy. You're smoking like and you, you put, smoke, and you're putting it in a, in a plastic bag. Yeah, or, you can't. Or there's guys that swear that, that putting it in a cooler is just as good. Oh, it isn't. It's plastic. It's completely sealed. It's bad mm. news. And it, it, nothing is improving. You know, you get cigars and you age cigars and you well, put them in a humidor. The cigars. There's a reason why the factories yeah. are made out of wood. Their aging room is wooden shelving. Yeah. Jonathan, I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate on the cooler. Just keep in mind, you're going to take Barry's side right now. But go ahead. 
No, on the, the cooler, what they would say is, you're saying it's completely sealed. The little drain, you open it just a little bit and let some circulation happen. If you want to play in the, in the premium cigar world, you want to call yourself a cigar smoker, buy yourself a humidor. If I found buy out- yourself a cutter, buy yourself a lighter. I'm in a, I, you, know, you light your cigar off the off the stove. You, I've done that. <laughs> in a pinch. I, ah, of course. Uh, Barry's uh, the wrong guy here with an electric car. range. I have yeah. done yeah. it on an electric. Yep. <laughs> Can't find a match. I'm out of gas. Cigar shop's closed. Yeah, we're going to turn the stove on and light up the cigar. You know what you should do is maybe buy a lighter. Just saying. I'm saying I'm out of gas. Yeah. And you're there's at, no matches. You're in the out house. of gas, all right. You're out of gas. Okay. The following you- message was submitted through the Contact Us page of the CigarAuthority.com. And Nicholas writes Hey, guys, I recently discovered your podcast, and it's great. I wish I had found it sooner. I actually listen to podcasts regularly and just never thought to look for a cigar podcast until a couple of weeks ago. Maybe I'm not that smart. At least I have a lot of content to catch up on. Anyway, I have an idea for the show. It's simple enough. Nice. Pairing my two favorite hobbies cigars. And movies. Basically, which cigar would pair with a particular movie? Mm. I don't have any idea how you would figure it out, but you guys are smarter than me, and that's the important part. Maybe you want to use the top AFI 100 movie list, match cigars to each of the top 10 films or something. Use your favorite movie. I'm really just typing off the top of my head. Seemed like a good idea before I compose this email. (laughs) Maybe you want to do cigars paired with a specific movie genre instead. I don't know. I like it. Or maybe this goes straight into your trash folder. Anyway, I've enjoyed the shows I've heard so far, and I can't wait to get to every single back episode. That's Nicholas from Providence, Rhode Island. I'll have that. Give me that. We know what Toscano goes with already, right? The Godfather? The the Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. A lot of Eastwood movies you could pair with that. Yep. And the Green Mile. Watching that movie, smoking that cigar, that would be a cool experience. The the problem is going to be the fight that you cause when you say, oh, uh, the Ringmaster is perfect for the Terminator movie, and here's why. And then you get 13 emails coming in saying that we're idiots because obviously it's Diamond Crown number four that goes with that movie. It's... we're the cigar authority. There's though. no we can. It's right because we have the authority. <laughs> hey, I, Ringmaster goes with Lord of the Rings. <clears throat> That's we, it. There so you're go. just going to pair the cigar name yeah. with the title of the movie, not in the feel case, of the movie. Yeah. This is a show. The Green this Mile. This is a whole show. The Green Mile gets purest in years chief because the cigar was like a mile long <laughs> and it had a green band. Or Therefore, you use a candela. Do you get the candela cigar? And Nicholas, I both too. appreciate the fact that you wrote in. <laughs> no, and I'm this is sorry. A show. This is like, I'm sorry for what's going to this happen. This is going to happen. This is going to happen. I'm very I, against it. You know, I did, um, I did a taping for Cigar Jukebox yesterday. And uh, this is a guy in Australia, Dave, that does a podcast out there called Cigar Jukebox, where you pair a cigar with songs. You've done it. I've done it. You've done the show. Many times. So um, he just got the Mi Carita Firecracker, and he said, I want you to come on, tell me about the Firecracker, how you came up with it, and blah, blah, blah. And let's um, do that. Also, if you listen to the show, it's not on yet. Uh, as of today, but he's going to get it on soon. Uh, I think he edits or something. Yeah. He takes my swears out or whatever he does. Um, if he if he takes the stupid content out, the thing will be five minutes long. But um, so the idea is to smoke the cigar, and I had to smoke it again 
to try to figure out what songs to end up going with it. He does it too. He smokes a cigar and he comes up with his list. And there's no right or wrong, even though I think I, I nailed it, but you got to hear it for yourself <laughs> to see that. Uh, it, it's a very, very interesting project to go yep. through, which I think that the, the um, movies will be the same interesting it's project. It's not anywhere near that. Because you, you, you ever smoke a cigar and watch the movie? Of course. But whatever cigar I'm smoking, I've never thought to myself, oh, I'm, I'm watching The Terminator. I have to have X cigar. It's, I reach in my, I feel like smoking this, and I feel like watching the movie. There's my pairing. See, Which I, is no pairing at all. You just correct. grab a cigar. You didn't pair it. Firecrack would be Scarface, say hello to my little friend, and the music mm. would be the, the 1812 Overture, because that's the synonymous song with fireworks. Don't use up all the material. Okay. <laughs> wow, we, we can go. We can do two hours on this, right? Absolutely. We, by the way, we're thinking of doing a show with actually no content at all. No bullet points, no nothing. We have our, our segments that we have to... Which to the average doing. listener is going to be no different than our regular <laughs> right. show. But I mean but really coming in with nothing. zero, nothing. And the onus of that is so many of our podcasters on the, the network here, they feel like they come in without enough content all the time. And, they, and they've got plenty of content. They have their bullet points, but they never feel like they have enough. So we want to be able to say, okay... We, we're going to try it with no content whatsoever and just see what that's like. It may end up being an hour-long show at that point. Yeah, I'm a little worried about it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to giving it a shot. because Dave's going to come done. in with a box of content buried around the corner over emergency, there. Emergency, emergency content. <laughs> because as, as it gets quiet and you have nothing. Well, I, I tell you this, we could probably do a show on just mailbags. Well, look at this. We just went along on one little piece of information here. <laughs> because that's really good. Yeah. That's going to be a good I show. Hate it. I hate it. I think it's dumb, and I'm just being honest. No, because it's really good on, on the, you know, and I, I, I had said to Dave on Cigar Jukebox, this, this show is so great. Why didn't I think of it? Because well, you're what, into music, though. You're into music. You I'm know into the movies. lyrics. I'm into movies if they were in the 80s or something. I'm not into new stuff, but. So we're going to go through uh, Eddie and, and, Murphy's early catalog and, 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 and pair that with every cigar. Yeah. And Tony V, by the way, lots of movies. He's in right. lots of movies. There we talk is. about diff different movies that he's in and uh, maybe tell stories of that. But uh, right now, let's get to the Don Raphael Offer of the Day. It's time for the Don Raphael Offer of the Day brought to you by Don Raphael Cigars. Everyone has a price. Would you do this? And if so, for how much? And last week, if you remember, I told you I had a second part of last week's. Last week's was $500,000, never drink alcohol again. And uh, you have to give it back in two years if you actually broke from it. This time, I'm going to do $100,000. Never eat pizza again. Now, when you say pizza, are you talking about uh, regular pizza, red sauce, the cheese? Yep. What about breakfast pizza? That's it's pizza. called pizza, but it's not really a pizza. What about flatbread? It's, that's pizza. <laughs> Call it flatbread all you want. It's cheese and sauce on, <laughs> on bread dough. Now, what if you have the ingredients thin in pizza? pizza right? and flatbread you, is thin pizza. You <laughs> roll it up in a burrito. How about, um, um, what, what do they call that? Um, the thick pizza is... Uh, Sicilian? Sicilian pizza yeah. is pizza. So it's not the thickness. It's pizza. You're never having pizza again. Now, Sicilian is square slice, right? Thicker, square yeah. slice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Can't and find it anywhere up here. Napoli's Pizza in Haver. Right behind us over here. That's Beach Pizza. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Napoli's right. Pizza. It is different. Is yeah. the, that's it is. the party you want to check out. 
And then you got the uh, Chicago deep dish pizza. Yeah, it's, it's not pizza real pizza. Also, but it's pizza. It's fake pizza. Can't have it. The Napoli's guys are kind of jerks, though. They have the amount of pizza they're going to make for the day. And when it sells out, they close. Right. There's, there's a few places like that. They close. Go. They don't just say, yeah. we're not serving pizza. We've got plenty of meat pie. They close. You, you yeah. Two o'clock in the afternoon, you go in there, and sometimes you can't open the door. They're closed. So I'll remind you, we're running long, and we could talk about pizza for two yeah. shows. All right. The answer is no. I'm not giving a pizza for just about any amount of money because yeah. I can't risk that I end up eating something by accident. How about a half a million dollars? No. I'm not supposed to eat it because of acid reflux, and I still eat it, so I'm out. <laughs> Can't do it, right? I can't either. No way. I don't know. Ruin my life for half a million dollars. <laughs> it's it's like, I live for half a million. Yeah. Well, you and Ed Sullivan have way less to live than I do. Then you do as well, Barry. <laughs> yeah. I probably have less so, to live than both of wow. them. Wow. You guys could probably pull that off. I'm not doing it. I'm not going to live the rest of my life without having it. It's not even a thought, but equality of life. So you'd stop drop. drinking alcohol before you'd stop eating pizza, and you can't even eat pizza. You're not supposed to even have yes. it. So it's, it's, it's very important. Pizza is an important thing. It's one of the five food groups. All right. Early thought here on the EP Carrillo Inch Ringmaster. Uh, There's a lot of cigar right here. Very different than the existing inch Yes, line. it is. There's a lot of spice to it. There's some sweetness. A little bit of a, a jelly ring component. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not a jelly crap. It's a nice cigar. I'd like this in a smaller... I'd like to taste this in a smaller size. Right. It'd be stronger, but it'd still would, be yeah. good. Oh, my God. <laughs> would you say it's about a six in strength? If that, yeah. Five, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, let's take a break, and we come back more in the mailbag, a peek into the asylum, a classic three-way, and lots more. We're live in the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. Let's talk a little about Rough Rider cigars. So here is where the motorcycle culture meets Cigar Nation. This badass-looking cigar uses the name Rough, but delivers a smooth as silk ride each and every time. Even before lighting one, you can't help but notice it's sweet like honey flavor. Smooth and creamy, resembling slightly sweetened butter. Outstanding! The Rough Rider Cigar is so beautiful in so many ways. We're talking a premium cigar, imported, long filler cigar, but wait till you hear the price. Every cigar is in the $3 price range, that's right. Even the Churchill in the 6x60, every cigar is in the $3 price range. Rough Rider Cigars, there's nothing rough about Rough Rider except the name. Rough Rider Cigars. The following message is brought to you by Drew Estate. Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars in the new Drew Diplomat app. Join me, Barry Stein, from the Cigar Authority on Drew Diplomat. As you know, I am quite partial to Liga Pavada number 9 from Drew Estate. So join me for a Liga and share your experience with Drew Estate. And while you're at it, don't forget to check into Two Guys Smoke Shop on the Drew Diplomat app. Drew Diplomat is now available for the iPhone and Android. To learn more about Drew Diplomat, visit DrewDiplomat.com. That's DrewDiplomat.com. You must be at least 21 years of age or older and a resident of the United States, including D.C. To be eligible for membership in this program, other terms and conditions apply. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Since 1903, when La Aurora Cigars first opened their doors as the first cigar factory of the Dominican Republic, they have defined Dominican cigar manufacturing. 
Now, La Aurora continues that innovation with La Aurora Dominican DNA, featuring an exceptional blend whose soul is the Anduyo. La Aurora pays tribute to the oldest Dominican tobacco process with a cigar that features tobacco that is part of their heritage and their DNA. The La Aurora DNA features this hard-to-work tobacco that brings the unique characteristics of strength, inspiring aroma and sweetness that creates an exceptional smoking experience that only La Aurora can bring you. Experience La Aurora Dominican DNA with its Cibao Valley Dominican wrapper, an authentic Cameron binder from Africa with fillers from the Dominican Republic, Pennsylvania, Nicaragua, and Anduyo. Available at top retailers like twoguyscigars.com and is distributed in the United States by Miami Cigar and Company. It's time to light that cigar and stay tuned. Ooh. The Cigar Authority will be right back on the United Podcast Network. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well, what you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donuts. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. The nearly 175-year-old H. Upman brand in collaboration with storied cigar maker A.J. Fernandez bring a medium to full-bodied, sweetly balanced, and yet complex smoking experience. Boasting an Ecuador Sumatra wrapper, this cigar produces incredible aromas and nuances of sweet spices. Today, almost 175 years later, the legacy of H. Upman lives on a brand new take on an age-old brand. Handcrafted in Esteli, Nicaragua by Cigar Master A.J. Fernandez. Available in four sizes, priced under $9. A legendary brand opens a new chapter in its storied history with the H. Upman by A.J. Fernandez. This is George Padron from Padron Cigars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And we are back, broadcasting live from the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We're smoking the Ringmaster, the Inch Ringmaster EP Carrillo. This is coming out in the month of September sometime. Possibly. So look, allegedly. Allegedly. Look for it. Um, well, it's clearly done. It's ready. Unless they don't have packaging or some crazy thing that slows them down. 
So a lot of cigar, a lot of smoke. Yeah. You want a smoky cigar, you're outside, mosquitoes and things or whatever. The mother-in-law's over. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've made almost no progress. I'm a little busier than normal today with the Facebook. But yeah. This will last a good long time. Yeah. It, it, it does remind me of meat that is has been smoked with mesquite. If you just shave off that smoke ring and take a piece of that burnt end. Yeah, we're going with the jelly ring. I never had one, but I'm looking for it. I saw a picture you're going of it now. With, you're going with a candy you've never had <laughs> over <laughs> a description that is smoke when we're smoking. It's chocolatey. It is jellyish. In texture or taste? Grape jelly. We'll say conquered grape jelly. Like the little packets at the diner? Ooh. Oh, that's yeah. a good time right I, I hope I hope our listening public tries this cigar. <laughs> we said that back. back. Me and Barry both went, ooh. <laughs> We're fat guys. It's so bad. Just try to contain your arousal. I don't you know. It's like stuck between two bookends. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> two boners. This is, this is true. This is true. No, nice, nice cigar. Uh, maybe they make a torpedo. They make a torpedo in this. Um, no, no, there's only two sizes in this. Yeah, the, uh, the big one and then the big big one. <laughs> really? the, the five and three eighths by sixty four, and I think it's six and a half by sixty four. Could be six and a quarter, but I think it's six and a half. All right, let's take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, haha! They're coming to take me away, ho ho, hee hee, haha! To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I. I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away! <laughs> it's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Are there sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true? Or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars. Take those prisoners. Asylum Cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars, with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80 Asylum Cigars. True story, by the way. A couple in China married for four years were unable to have babies despite having loads of unprotected sex. Oh, God. When they went to visit a doctor, the wife informed the physician that she found sex to be painful every time. Worried the woman might have a medical issue, the doctor ordered tests, which came back that the woman was still a virgin. Turns out the couple had been having anal sex for four years. The doctor sent My mother's in the audience. <laughs> the doctor sent them along their merry way with a sex education book, and shortly thereafter, the couple conceived, and their first child is now on the way, who will be a different type of pain in the ass in the future. <laughs> oh, oh, God. <laughs> and that's not only insane, it's asylum. They're coming to take me away, uh-huh. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. Uh, Sorry, Ma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Following message was submitted through the contact us page of the cigarauthority.com. And Jonas writes, nice show on using cigar boxes. I have used boxes for my lighters and my cigar cutters and also used boxes for pocket change, pens and pocket knives. Thanks for the great podcast. Going to check out the Snack Authority podcast. Oh, signed Jonas. <laughs> well, we got plenty of material for that for the next 
coming show. Uh, we're not going to do um, the rings for next week, but the following week, I think we do jelly rings. And I, I think Sean found a lot of mouth noises with the mochi today. Yeah, we did mochi. Do you know what mochi is? It is a ice cream ball wrapped in a dough made of rice right what i'm going to say about that is that mikey one of your panelists will literally eat any anything <laughs> yes he will and came downstairs and said that was gross yeah so if at the point that mikey taps out I, it's something that i'm not even interested well, in trying. you are interested in try because will there's say, nothing wrong with it nobody called for the bucket right you know we have so, the bucket let me remind you mikey will eat anything <laughs> he was not impressed and, and was a little turned off by it i was not impressed i it, it was something you you need to try i will say that the quality of the ice cream in, in the very good very good but but it's raw dough around it it's pretty the, weird it's a japanese dish they're into raw things yeah mm. yeah it's weird um, all right, let's go to the Classic 3-Way, brought to you by Classic Cigars. You've heard of Epic Rap Battles. But now it's time for the Epic Battle. Wow, it's kind of intimidating to be in the presence of so many great athletes. For this day. Tell anyone about this, I'll kill you. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. In Classic History. Here's looking at you, kid. Brought to you by Classic Cigars. Nervous? Yes. All Classic Cigars are handmade and imported from the Dominican Republic, and every cigar is priced under, get this, under $3 per cigar. You like that, baby? Let him know where I came from, yeah! Choose any blend, including the Classic Connecticut for its mild and smooth taste, the Classic Maduro for its bold and spicy flavor, or the Classic Cuban for its sweet sun-grown and nutty overtones. That's undertones, you idiot! Whichever classic you choose, it's a classic cigar. Available at twoguyscigars.com, that's twoguyscigars.com celebrate today with a classic cigar you want to tap in uh, Sean Rogers who doesn't know he's going to be on or not have more <laughs> he's shaking his head well, no we, but which we got, could be we got a chair right there I'm all for it no you guys seem a little too into this yeah, and okay. I believe I'm the champion anyways you are so I'm not giving up my spot all right Whoa. It's all right. He's not going to know when it happens. And, he doesn't uh, play well with others. You're going to decide when he's going to end up doing it. Um, it goes to you, Mr. Jonathan, the champion. Phil McGraw. You know who he is? Tim Doctor, McGraw's brother. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil is correct. There's one point. That's one, not one no, point. No, that's not how it works. Uh, Phil McGraw, TV show host, pop culture, self-help guru who began his career on the Oprah Winfrey program. He earned his doctorate degree from Frank Lewis, who also appeared as a psychologist on his show. Phil McGraw, born today, what year? Dr. Phil was born in 1951. 51, he says. 1956. 56. Boy, I hate to say I had 1950. 1950. Somebody has two points. Ed Sullivan. I thought I was screwed on that one. There we go. Sean, stop whispering in his ear over there. He's not doing anything. Did you have that? <coughs> no? All right. Barry Stein. Probably should have tapped him in this Today time. is the birth date of Gloria Estefan, Latin pop singer who sold more than 100 million records over the course of her career. She has released many number ones, including Don't Want to Lose You, Gloria the, Estefan. Let's not forget about the conga. The conga. Everybody do the conga. 19, Miami Sal Machine. 1954. 54. 1962. 62. 
Uh, I may be over here, but 1965. 65. You are over. 54. Who said 54? That would be me. Barry gets the point. It's 57. 57. So Barry has a point. Ed Sullivan has two. And our champion, Mr. Jonathan, has nothing. Over two. Why does it make me so happy? Over two. (laughs) Over two. Ed Sullivan. Gary. Barry Gibb. Rock singer. Formed the disco and psychedelic rock band, the Bee Gees, with his brother Robin and Maurice. The group released such hits as Staying Alive and How Deep Is Your Love. Barry Gibb, born today, what year? 1944. Oh, sorry. Premature. I'm going to change my answer. I I had 1946. 46. 41. 41 and 44. Somebody has two points. Ed Sullivan. Damn it. 46. Cheater. Freaking Sean. Are you tapping your toes in over there? Morse code or something happening? He, he's sending me Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping my eye on that guy. Over you, Mr. Jonathan. From his soda bottle over there. Rocky Marciano, boxer, heavyweight champion who compiled a career record of 49 0 and 0. He was known as the Brooklyn Blockbuster and successfully defended his title in six matches. Born today. Rocky Marciano. What year? Uh, that'd be 1920. 1920, he says. Greatest fighter of all time, 1924. 24. And I have 1927. 27. Mr. Jonathan gets the point. Yeah, baby. It's 23. Catching up. 24, Barry. Mm-hmm. 23. So, Mr. Jonathan gets a point. Is that catching up? We have one question left. You better get three off it. I don't know how you pull that <laughs> off. <laughs> it's over to Barry, right? Yes. Alan Dershowitz, attorney and longtime Harvard professor. Alan Dershowitz has been involved in some of the most controversial trials of his day. Alan Dershowitz, you know him. Born today, what year? 1921. 21. 1941. 41. 38. 38. Somebody has two points. Mr. Jonathan has two points. But not enough to redeem himself. That was have, pretty good for redemption right there. And we have a new champion, Mr. Ed Sullivan. I is beat our Barry. Champion. That's all I really yeah, care about. Yeah, but it makes you first in a long line of well, losers. Well, he kind of insulted me when he, he basically said, well, I'd rather have Ed than Sean here. Yeah, that's an insult. Well, he thought he could beat me. Mm. Sean has the most exact correct answers in the history of the game. <laughs> it's true. He's only been on three times. <laughs> you make a point. Uh, the following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Alistair writes, are you people making up your names? Alistair? Alistair. It's a common name in Scotland. Is La- it? Last name of Crowley? No. Uh, hey, guys. I've been listening to the show for a few years. Love the information and banter. Usually don't get to listen live, but download the podcast. Or when I can get a quiet afternoon or evening, I watch the show on YouTube. Living in Scotland. Ah, the prices for cigars Two are points through the solid. roof. <laughs> Two points. For, yeah, for the next game. <laughs> yeah. So it's usually when I'm traveling, I can he pick guessed up. guessed where the guy lived. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> can I continue? I, Go ahead. I think he's in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, usually when Tremont I'm traveling, Street. I Street. <laughs> pick up something you've smoked on the show that I can afford. Having bought a cigar or two, I thought it would be good to go back and find a show with that cigar and smoke along. Unfortunately, the archive shows don't list the cigars featured on the show, unless I'm missing something. Ah. For future shows, would it be possible to name the cigars smoked so we can go back and find it easily? Too many shows go back 
Too many shows to go back over, but maybe something going forward. Keep up the great work and keep fighting the regulations. Looks like we've largely lost the battle in the UK, especially Scotland regards Alistair. So what do you say, Mr. Ed Sullivan? Can you start adding in the show notes the name of the cigar that we're smoking? They all have them now. Originally, back in the yeah. day, the cigars were picked almost on the show day sometimes. Right, right. So the notes were sometime already Sometimes in between a commercial break. <laughs> sometimes. True. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, okay. For now on. And, They've and been that two. way for the last maybe two, two, three years. No kidding. Okay. Yeah, I mean, occasionally I think we don't know what the second cigar is, but the care package is always listed, and I'd say 95% of the time both at this stage. Uh, I got one more. This one's important. Uh, Alex writes, Hi, Jonathan. I hope you're doing better. And sans stone. I'm not. Uh, I am doing better, though. I would offer you some BS remedy, but I'm fairly sure you're tired of the snake oil. I am. Obviously, I cannot go to the Cigars and Guitars event. However, if you come across someone who would like to go but may not be able to afford the event, I will gladly pay for it, pay it forward, and pay for their ticket. Wow. One regards Alex, and this is Alex... uh, from Mexico. Oh, yeah. Oh. The gentleman that so came to gonna, visit us. Is he going to pay in pesos? Or are we going to get Don't some? Don't be a jerk. <laughs> yeah. No, he's going <laughs> to. Jonathan, you know what's a sure Isn't that nice? Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Surefire remedy for your stones. What's that? It's the mochi ice cream. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. I'd like to pass a mochi, mochi ice cream <laughs> just because it would be smoother. Oh, it would be. All right, I think you can squeeze another one in. That one looks like a book. Yeah, I got a couple of books. Go ahead, get the book. Nah, we got this. Submitted through the Contact Us page, Steve writes, My experience is slightly different than the info given on the podcast. In my 2006 Toyota Tacoma four-door, I keep the driver's side front and rear windows slightly open about one inch. Somehow this sucks the smoke out of the cab. I suspect it has to do with the air flowing differently over a pickup versus a sedan. I also just caught up with the podcast regarding lighters. Great info. Keep up the good work. And actually, Steve, you've proven what I posted on that uh, video. You have an area of high pressure in the rear of your cabin, which is your back window. You've got that cracked open. You have an area of low pressure in the front. You've got that cracked open. So your high pressure in the back is going to bring the air in, and your low pressure is going to suck the air out through the front. You've proven the theory. You're just not doing both windows in the back, which is what I'd recommend. So it's low pressure in the front. It is High pressure in the back, bringing it in, low pressure in the front, sucking it out. So it's more likely to rain in the front of the vehicle than the rear of the vehicle. (laughs) No, because your high pressure would push the rain in. Would it? Yes. See, I I don't understand all this science you use. (laughs) So in my car, let's assume I don't use the sunroof at all. Correct. It's closed. And I've tried it. The best working for me is the two front. I want the two back so I don't hear the... Well, what you should be what you should noise. be doing is opening the back two wide and opening your. It will only go halfway down. Okay, so either, either way, yeah. and you open the driver's side an inch, or if you don't have a passenger, and the reason I did it the way I did it, <coughs> okay, is that then, my wife open- doesn't like the smoke, so I had to find a way to keep this not only get the smoke to exhaust out of the car, but keep it away from her. Two back in in my and driver's side a driver's little bit crack. That's what I didn't do, and you're going to end up with the smoke leaving quickly through the front windows. Okay. 
I think we got it, and I think we ran out of time. So uh, looking forward to next week, Joke and Smoke with Tony V. If you're anywhere near Salem, New Hampshire, come on in. Uh, we started. He's at- such a nice guy. He'll take selfies with you. He'll sign stuff if you want him to. He's a good man. What would he sign? A joke? I don't know. Just your face? He writes jokes. Maybe he'll write a joke Maybe for he'll us. sign Barry's boobs. Yeah? We'll see if we can get that done, too. I'll so. take my shirt off. Yeah? Now, see, you're going to ru- ruin the whole audience. Now not, nobody's not coming. Not necessary. <laughs> you owe my mom an apology, by the way, for that asylum bit. All right. Next week, he's been on HBO, Showtime, Comedy Central, and even on Seinfeld. Um, he's on the big screen and even in the big house. No, I, I'm not sure of that. But uh, he's the most uh, excited about being here on the Cigar Authority, and he actually smokes cigars. So cigar lover and comedian Tony V joins us as we joke and smoke. Until then, you've been listening to... The Cigar Authority on the United Podcast Network. And it's more than likely you have learned nothing in the last two hours. What do you get? No, I think you had one tidbit that you gave earlier, and I forget what it is, but always remember keep the lid end out of your mouth. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners, or affiliates.